Thank you, Rabbi Yuri. So good to hear from you at the beginning of this year. Welcome back and welcome to everyone who is in the sanctuary. I want to continue with this theme. It's really an important theme for the beginning of 2021 as we're looking back and thinking about 2020 and recognizing that it was a hard year in many ways, but we also recognize that it was a year with many blessings. And you may have been struggling with what to do with that particular fact because there have been difficulties and lots of them, but there have also been lots of good things. And I wanna encourage you as you are recognizing the difficulties because they're so obvious, I want you to also recognize the good things. And if you have been considering both, that thought is from the Lord. You can think about those good things. You can count your blessings. And at the same time, you may be, for instance, mourning loved ones who passed away, or you may have disappointments that you're processing, things that didn't go the way you were wanting. You could have had a series of difficulties and always been on edge and wondering what's next. And that's the thing that you may have a challenge dealing with. Sometimes when you were wondering what's next, what was next turned out to be quite good and even pleasant. And I want to tell you, it's okay to be glad. It's okay to celebrate those blessings. I'm, I'm glad today on this first Shabbat of 2021, and I've got a lot of compassion for everyone who has suffered during 2020 and those who are suffering right now. And I also have a lot of good feelings for people who experience great blessings during 2020. In, in fact, Mishpacha, you may have suffered and had great blessings. And that's life, friends. One does not exclude the other. One doesn't negate the other. You may have had great blessings in one area of your life and then had great disappointment in another. And if that's you, I'm speaking to you today and I'm glad that you're here with us this morning. I'm thinking about this, that when we stay focused on the Lord and we, we remember He is the ultimate source of blessing, that's the very best perspective that we can have. Whenever we let something else take the Lord's place as if it were the ultimate source, that's not the best. In fact, it's a trap. It can really ensnare us. And when you allow your hope to be based on something else, then you can become hopeless because, oh, the candidate you wanted to win, didn't win, or the election didn't go the way you hoped for, or your job has been very difficult, or school has been difficult, or it's been hard for you to work or study at home, or just hard to do well, you name it. Or, or maybe it was your finances, or your plans for retirement, or, or your plans for your school graduation didn't happen the way that you wanted them to, and that they normally do, or a job interview, or your friends didn't act towards you the way that you thought they should. You can name it. There are so many different variations. Well, some of you have already decided not to fall for that and you're staying solid with the Lord. I wanna congratulate you. You're not in denial about your sorrows and your disappointments and your difficulties and your challenges and those of other people, but you've learned that God is with you in the hard times too. And whenever you can keep your eyes on the Lord and not the circumstances or situations, then your hope and your faith and your love can all prosper. So that's a strategic reason for being hopeful. And I want to focus on that during these uh, next 40 days or so, 
when we recognize that God is the source of all our blessings, we have a strategic reason for being hopeful. And it's time to keep our mind on strategic reasons for hope because there are a lot of other pressures that would tell us to have despair. Sandy put it this way, the Lord gives us strategic pathways for hope. And it's connected to a Psalm that she was reading yesterday and shared with me. I wanna read to you some verses from Psalm 85, starting in verse eight. I will listen to what God, the Lord will say, for he will surely speak shalom to his people and his holy ones. He will surely speak shalom to us. He will not let them return to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him so that his glory may dwell in our land. Loving devotion and faithfulness have joined together, and I love this next statement, righteousness and peace have kissed. Faithfulness sprouts from the earth and righteousness looks down from heaven. The Lord will indeed provide what is good and our land will yield its increase. And then verse 13, pay close attention to this. Righteousness will go before him and shall make his footsteps our pathway. You see, when we keep our eyes focused on the Lord, we see where he's going and we follow him. When we pay attention to what he's doing, we can walk in his footsteps. What he's doing in leading us gives us the path. There is a path. And I love what Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6 says. Would some of you put these scripture references in the uh, comment section? I want to encourage everyone to participate in that way. It's good to listen. It's good to take notes for yourself, but it's also good to write comments. Even if uh, 20 people or 30 people write the exact same scripture reference, it's powerful and useful. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and submit to him, and he will make your path straight. He'll make your paths straight. You see, the, the Lord has a path, and it's a path of hope. It's a path that's powerful and very encouraging. I want to share just a couple of thoughts from um, the blessing of Jacob over Joseph, which Rabbi Yuri also mentioned, and which I think is on our hearts, because I think the Lord is underlining this passage. I want to encourage you, if you didn't read this earlier in the week, I want to encourage you to take time today and read the entire Torah portion, but especially Genesis 48, verses 15 and 16. I'll read it to you. Then Jacob blessed Joseph, the God in whose presence my fathers Abraham and Isaac lived, the God who's been my own shepherd all my life long to this day, the angel who has rescued me from all harm. May God bless these boys. May they remember who I am and what I stand for. And likewise, my fathers Abraham and Isaac and who they were and what they stood for. And may they grow into teeming multitudes on the earth. Jacob is blessing Joseph, and he's blessing Joseph's sons, those two that were born in Egypt, Ephraim and Manasseh, and he's blessing with real authority, real prophetic authority, and it's important to notice what he starts with. He starts with emphasis on God, the God in whose presence my fathers Abraham and Isaac lived, the God who has been my own shepherd all my life long to this day, 
the angel who's rescued me from all harm. May God bless these people. You see, the power that he has to bless, the prophetic power and authority that he has is derived from his continued focus on God. That's a strategic reason for hope. When you keep focusing on God, you will have spiritual authority and prophetic anointing to bless other people. And when you recognize that God is the ultimate source of blessing now, not our circumstances, not our position in society, not the things of this world, um, they're so unstable. When you point to God first and when you keep your eyes on the Lord, you will have a strategic reason for hope. Jacob could have said, you know, it's so great what my son has achieved. He's better than a doctor. He's the prime minister of Egypt. He could have said, oh, Egypt is so great. What a great place. We're so blessed to live in Egypt. But folks, next week, we're going to read as we begin in Exodus, how Egypt becomes a place that's horrible to live in for the children of Israel. So one place may be good, and then it becomes difficult. We could say, ah, oh, Florida is so wonderful. And then you know, hurricane season comes. You can receive blessing and you can appreciate blessing, but remember this, the strategic reason for your hope is because God is blessing you. And Jacob is able to say this, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he says something that is provocative. And I, I really want to close with thoughts about his last statement. He says, this is the angel who rescued me, the God who has blessed me. The one who is the God of my fathers, who is also the Lord, my shepherd, is also the angel, my rescuer. But the Hebrew uses the word kinsman redeemer, goel. He's saying this one will bless you. And he is equating the angel of the Lord with the Lord, and that's a correct equation, because the angel of the Lord is God who has come down. He's, he's called an angel, but he's not an angel the way you might think of other angels. He's not like Gabriel or like Michael or, or others. He is the Lord himself, and the Lord becomes a kinsman redeemer. He becomes one of us. He's born into human flesh through a human body. He lives a human life in order to be our kinsman and our redeemer. And that guides us in understanding how we can be useful to God during times that are both challenging and yet meant for blessing too. Yeshua said this, it's recorded in John 20, 21, as the Father sent me, so I send you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And John 17 earlier, he said, you sent me into the world. I've also sent them into the world. And Yeshua, as you remember, said that he quoted Isaiah 61 when he read from the Haftorah, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the meek. He has sent me, I want you to underline this, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. 
That's how he was sent. That's how he came as a kinsman redeemer. He came for those who are suffering. He came for those who are brokenhearted. He came for those in mourning. He came for those who are, who are captive and prisoners. He came for those who are bound up in bondage, for, for those who are literal prisoners in jail, but also those who are in invisible prisons of the heart and the mind in their ways of thinking. And who are we? What do we stand for? We are those who Yeshua is sending into the world to bring good news to those who are suffering. How do we do that? We acknowledge the suffering that we ourselves have experienced. We bring that suffering to the Lord and we receive comfort from him. And then the comfort we receive becomes useful, not just for us, but for us to share with other people. We have good news to share with other people. How can you share that good news in a world that's, that's got this mix of difficulty and blessing? You can acknowledge both, but keep your eyes on the Lord, fix your eyes on him. And I tell you what, you do this, God will will use you and you will find people who you can bless and you will know how to encourage them, how to strengthen them and how you can help them avoid falling into the traps of turning their eyes away from God and only looking at circumstances and situations. The circumstance may be good one day, it may be difficult the next day. America can be good one day, it can be difficult the next day, it can be hard for long periods of time. But God is the unwavering, unshakable, absolutely stable source of blessing. You keep your eyes focused on him and you'll be useful to him in 2021. And you will not only have strategic reasons for hope, but you'll be able to lead others on strategic pathways of hope and your own path will be straight. That's my hope for you that you'll focus on this and join me in focusing on this. No matter what the circumstance and situations, we'll keep our eyes on the Lord in the times that are ahead. Well, we're going to close right now with Aaron's blessing. We love to do that. Before we do, I want to encourage you to consider being a financial supporter of Beth Israel. You can find out all the information about how you can stand with us financially at our webpage, BethIsraelNow.com slash giving. So let's close with Aaron's blessing. I want to invite Rabbi Yuri and Rabbi Sanina to, to join us together. They're coming on stage too. And we are going to pray Aaron's blessing. And Rabbi Yuri, we didn't really figure out how we're going to do this. How, how do you want to, what part do you want to do? Yeah, I can pray in Russian. So we all speak Russian. Okay, here. well, I can't. So <laughs> better you do. <laughs> so um, I'll start with Hebrew. You do Russian. I'll do English. We'll wrap up this way. Yivarech Adonai v'yishmarecha. Да благословит тебя Господь и сохранит тебя. Да презрит на тебя Господь светлым лицом своим и помилует тебя. Да обратит Господь лицо свое на тебя и даст тебе мир. And in English, may the Lord bless you. May he be the source of blessing. And may the Lord guard and protect you. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you with all of his favor. May the Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you, even in these challenging times. And may the Lord give you his shalom in the name of Yeshua, 
the Prince of Peace. So from my beloved wife, Sandy and me, we want to say Happy New Year and Shabbat Shalom to everyone. Thanks for joining us. And um, so glad you could be with us today. Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom.